Amen. Well, I want to invite you to share this. Amen. If you're watching on YouTube or Facebook, please share it. Amen. We're trying to get 10,000 subscribers on YouTube. So if you have not subscribed, make sure you hit subscribe. And if you're on Facebook, uh, share it. Amen. Amen. But Sister Sherry, yeah. it's been one year. One Amen. Year. I'm today, the, 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 you know, you like my titles. Yes, I do. Do, do you like my, my title today? I'm going back. Yes. You look, you look, you look like you're not telling the truth. So you, look, <laughs> you look unimpressed with my title no, today. I, I, I like it. Yeah. yeah. You, it's fitting though. Yes. You got to fit it sometime. Right, 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 right. So it's fitting today yes. that we go back yes. to Church City. Right. Amen. And it feels so good to be back. But the truth of the matter is, um, you know, uh, I was thinking, I was thinking about all that transpired this year. And the word I got today is not just fitting that we're coming back, mm -hmm. but I believe it's going to encourage somebody today um, because it's time for us to go back. Mm -hmm. And you're going to see what I mean by that in a minute. 2020 was an interesting year, and even now. Mm -hmm. um, let me put it in perspective for you a little bit. Uh in the year 2020, we lost over 400,000 people, almost, a little bit over. That is more than, I believe, World War II. Gosh. And that is just the number for America. Mm. That's not worldwide. Right. And from, the, from January to now, we lost over another 100. Now, watch this. The year is not even quarter of the way yet. Mm. And we're already on pace to beat that number. So by no means us coming back here means that we are out of the woods. Right. As a matter of fact, January this year was worse than it was. Yeah. Uh, 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 and March and February was worse than, than the climax of what we had last year wow. in the month of March. Mm -hmm. There was one day in February where on one day alone, 3,000 people died mm -hmm. from the coronavirus. Mm -hmm. To put that in perspective, 9-11 killed just a little bit over 3,000 yeah. people. Mm -hmm. And we had days where every day was equivalent to a 9-11. Mm -hmm. And in New York City, we are the state that has the second highest, California passed us, mm -hmm. uh, amount of deaths from the coronavirus. So by no means is this thing um, uh, something that we are taking lightly. Right. And But I believe, though, that some some new habits have developed right. as a result of corona. You see, when corona first hit, you know, if you were like me, I was like, well, it seemed like I'm going to be on a nice little vacation. Right. And, <laughs> and, and they were talking stimulus check. I, I, that word stimulate meant a lot. <laughs> I ain't going to get a witness today, but that... They said they were giving free money for you to stay home. I said, see how good God is. Can I get a witness in the house? Amen. Hallelujah. Some of y'all don't want the economy to open back up because that... <laughs> right. See, I got a preacher in my living room. Right. When, I, when I got people around me, I, I get a little extra. <laughs> but, but they said they were going to pay you to stay home and hang with your children and watch Netflix for... <laughs> I said, God, you know the pastor that needed this vacation. Hallelujah. And so, so, but, but then I, I begun to realize that habits were developing. Yeah. Yeah. I begun to notice that in that first uncertain month, mm -hmm. you know, when uh, it was one time when the, the Facebook looked like death announcements. Yeah. 
you were logging on and seeing this person die, that person died, that. and every day you get on, it's like my condolences, my condolences. Yeah. There's a lot of pastors that passed yeah. away, a lot of men of God that were seasoned saints that were elderly. We didn't know, you know, we didn't know what we know now, yeah. and so they they were they were rushing to still do ministry, and yeah. men of God just don't know how to take a break at times, and as a result, you know. Um, the worst of it happened, but you started seeing that. But when that fear hit, nobody knew what was going on. Church was packed online. It's true. Yeah. The first week most churches were online, it was the most people had ever watched. Yeah. More than the NFL, more than the Super Bowl, yep. more than all these yep. Everybody yep. went to church. Yep. I mean, Zoom was packed. Oh, yeah. I ain't know nothing about no Zoom. Yep. But I was like, oh, we on Zoom technology. We having Zoom church. We was trying to play YouTube videos. Yes. We were playing Hezekiah Walker. Remember? Every yes. praise. Yes. We trying to. Everybody home nervous like, I'm trying not to die. Every praise. Because you didn't know, right? So everybody was coming to church. And whenever people is uncertain, they find God. But I noticed that once people started getting a hang of how to live with the virus, Mm, there's another sermon there. Once you learn how to cope to live yeah. with the virus, you forget God. Once you learn how to cope to live with another virus called sin, you start to forget that you need a cure from it. And not to learn how to live with it. But we started to learn how to live with the virus, and a lot of us got comfortable, and we started just staying home and watching church online. It was convenient. We woke <laughs> Somebody now says, sure was. We rolled over in our bed. We turned on the TV. But then I noticed habits started stepping in. People weren't watching anymore. People started. And at first they were like, Pastor, so many churches, so many options. They weren't even taking any of the options. Stop watching. And what I noticed is that we've developed habits And as a result, we have become comfortable. I know I say that funny. (laughs) We have gotten into a place of comfort, not aware that we need to activate what God has given us to combat all that is coming up against us. Make no mistakes about it. The world is changing rapidly in front of us. Not only did we go through corona, we went through a political climate that was crazy. Yeah. And, and I don't care what is happening in the political world. Right now, you see a lot of laws being implemented. Yes. Yes. I'm back to church. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, 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 laws being implemented that directly goes against yes. God's yes. word. Yes. And uh, the church of Jesus Christ has become a convenient church. Yeah. Fast food church. Let me pick which pastor I want to watch, what time I want to watch. I I am grateful because I was one of the preachers that said, you know, the church ain't the building. And that's true. I still believe that. But let me make no mistakes about it. We weren't meant to have church in a living room by ourselves. Come on. And 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 yes. that's by no means trying to say that, you know, we are out of the woods. I understand we got to be safe, but by no means yes. is the church of Jesus Christ meant to be hidden under a table right. somewhere where church is just something convenient for us to make us feel good. We're not just defenders of the faith. We are warriors. Hallelujah. 
you see, you see, I like basketball. Today's the all-star game. There's something about basketball. You got to have strong defense. Yes. But at some point, you right. got to have to have offense. Yes. You got to be able to get back and say, you know what, devil, I've, I've been defending too much oh, yeah. and yeah. you've backed me into a corner yes. to where I've just built defense, but now I feel like I got to have an offense. Yeah. Now I feel like I got to... And that you can't you can't really do that in a living room by yourself. You need to get around the people of God. Yes. Let me tell you the most powerful thing that exists on planet Earth is not a government. Right. It's not an institution. Yes. Institu- it's not a police force. Right. It's not it is the body of Christ. Yes. And I'm so excited to be back in church to worship, to lift up the name yes. of Jesus because yes. devil when we get together and yes. we begin to pray the Bible yes. says that one yes. can chase. Yes. Y'all ain't hearing me. Hallelujah. I, and right now we got a lot of us in this building. Amen. No, no, hold on. C- CDC got Governor Cuomo. You, ain't, you got a lot on your plate. Anyway, uh, 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 one could chase a thousand. It's, it's only like 10 of us in here. It's only 10. All right. Let me tell y'all something. And so I want to go to the scriptures today, and I'm going to go to somebody that, you know, for the new people who are watching, a lot of people like to watch us because they say, Pastor, I learned the word of God with yep. you. You know, mm-hmm. they say, you just kind of walk us through the stories. Yeah. they like, you're a great storyteller, which makes me feel like I'm 90 years old. <laughs> Once upon a time. But going along in that same vein, I'm going to talk about a man by the name of Nehemiah. Some people know Nehemiah. Talk that Nehemiah talk. I'm gonna talk. What they saying online? They might. What is happening in church? We talking that Nehemiah talk. They're saying amen. Hallelujah. Let me tell y'all something. I like Nehemiah because he ain't meth. I, if I ever butchered a name last week, yeah. see, if y'all didn't watch last week, I know y'all don't know. It, I would know. It. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. <laughs> Method man. <laughs> Nehemiah. You know, I like to give the story and the context before I read the scripture. Yeah. Nehemiah was somebody who served in exile. What does that mean? That means the children of Israel, God told them, specifically in the book of Deuteronomy, when he was laying down the law, as long as you serve me, you're going to be blessed. When you turn your back on me and think there's something better out there, I'm going to let that better that you think protect you. And people often think when they read that God uh, wasn't protecting Israel, that God was this mean guy who says, serve me. No, it's, that's not what happens. Yeah. When you choose something else, God is a gentleman. He's gentleman enough to say, well, let's see how that work out for you. Right. And then you begin to realize there ain't nobody like God. True. And so the children of Israel often looked around and looked into the world and wanted what the world had. Never knowing that what they had is the best. And whenever they did that, they turned their backs against God. And at this time, God allowed the Persians to come Mm -hmm. and and enslave them. Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, where they lived, Jerusalem was in ruins. Mm -hmm. 
The walls were tore down. The temple was broken. And these men were away in exile. Mm -hmm. This is where Nehemiah comes in. Because he served the Persian king called Artaxerxes. Mm. Now y'all would know Xerxes from 300. That's not in the Bible, (laughs) y'all. And he's like, yeah, 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 wouldn't he? Right? But he served under him and he was a cup bearer. Mm -hmm. Cup bearer. Now, let me explain what the cupbearer job was. He was the guy that made sure that the king's food, the king's meal, that anything gets to the king is not going to kill the king. It would kill him first. (laughs) Because he would have to taste the the, the wine first or taste the food first. And if there's any poison or anybody trying to kill the king... He would die. Now, when you see that, you might say, that's a job I don't want. But you got to understand something. When you read those things, you got to understand that it's twofold. Number one, uh, for the king to trust the cupbearer, it would mean that the cupbearer has found favor and is trustworthy. Because if anybody could kill the king, y'all ain't see what I'm saying. So so when you read that, don't overlook that he's telling you because in Nehemiah chapter 1, the the final verse ends with, and I was the king's cupbearer. He put it out there to tell you, and when you read that, you're like, oh, now I want to be cupbearer. But he's telling you, I was the most trusted man to the king because if I wanted to, I could kill him. I want you to know that you just because you work in an environment that is ungodly doesn't mean God can't elevate you to the top position. Y'all ain't saying God, being a Christian doesn't mean that God can't elevate your life. And so he was elevated to that position. And one day his brother came. His brother came because there were still people who had survived the catastrophes and weren't brought into exile. And they were back in Jerusalem. Mm -hmm. And one day somebody came from Jerusalem and he wanted to know what was up. Now, my man, Nehemiah, is living a good life. Mm -hmm. When he ain't cup-bearing, he Mm -hmm. chilly-chilling. He he chilling with the... This is Xerxes. Mm. This is the Persian king and you his main trusted man. I mean, he was chilling by the pool every day. He would wake up and watch TV. They had TV back then. He would wake up and watch. He would watch. He had live actors. Right, right. They ain't need TV to act it, bro. <laughs> Play that scene again. I ain't like, re- he had rewind. They had to <laughs> do the scene again. I mean, he was lounging. Yeah. And he got comfortable. But then he asked the question when his brother showed up, what's the report back in Jerusalem? And the brother said, in Jerusalem? You mean the city of God? You mean the place where they come to bring praise? You mean the temple that Solomon dedicated that God said, when my people come here, if my people who are called by my name shall humble themselves and pray. Oh, that place? That place where God says if men sin, they come here, they can find an advocate with him? That, the, the, you mean the city? That God says he's going to make his home in the new Jerusalem? That place? Well, here you go, Nehemiah. All the walls are broken. Wow. Everything is tore up from it. Mm. Now, what does that mean, all the walls are broken? He means when the wall is gone, anything comes and goes right. in that city. That right. city is no longer a city that even knows who God is anymore. Yeah. Yeah. 
anything come and go in that city. Everything is happening. They don't, they, there's no form of worship. There's all types of people who don't even know the God that brought us to build that city in the first place. The walls are down and it's in destruction. And the Bible says that Nehemiah became sad and his heart broke for the city. And I want to stop right there because Nehemiah at that point said, I'm going back. Hallelujah. And here, oh gosh. And I want to pause right there because he had the choice of collecting the stimulus check. And sitting and lounging and watching and serving God at his convenience. I know enough scripture to keep me. But he said, no, 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 no. There is something about God's house. And a place where his word is preached. And the place where his people gather. That if it lays in ruins... It don't matter how comfort I'm in. The spread of what God has meant will stop. He realized as long as the Persian king rule and I'm just somebody serving under him. God never meant for me, hallelujah, to be a slave to another kingdom. He meant for his kingdom to reign. Hallelujah. And he said, I know I've got a lot of comfort. I know I'm the man around these parts. But I cannot be blessed and watch the house of God be quiet. He said, I am going back. And let me tell you all something. I, oh my gosh. I'm so glad I made up my mind. I said, God, I don't want to be safe for the people of God. And I want to make sure everybody's okay. I did everything I possibly can to make sure everybody was safe. But after a while, enough is enough, devil. I said, no, 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 because I see what's happening here. The churches have been silenced. Everybody can go. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me in this place. Everybody can go. You can protest. You can go bless. You can go vex. You can go vex. You can can go Walmart. What y'all say? You could go. Oh, yeah. all, they, they got people going? Yeah, yeah. I ain't got me no ticket. <laughs> you can go everywhere yeah, but the one place. Yeah. I said, no, no, no. I see what's happening here. Yeah. And, and while the church is remaining quiet, yes. darkness is getting louder. I sat back and I'm watching. I'm like, hold on. Wait a minute. If my daughter want to run track, okay, hallelujah. Y'all ain't going to say nothing to me. I ain't going to go there, but you know, I ain't, I ain't your yeah. average. Amen. Yeah. And I'm watching as the enemy just wreaks havoc. I watch the suicide rate go up. Yeah. I watch people getting depressed. Yes. I watch more people. And I said, hold on, hold on. Yeah. The government can't answer this problem. There's not a man in office that can answer this problem. There's not a person that can answer this problem. There's not an enter- entertainers. Entertainers became so meaningless yes. to us at one point. Yes. Not saying that I don't like a little entertainer. Me, y'all can entertain me, but I, but you can't fix the problems yep. that men are yep. facing. Yep. And I said, there's only one person that can yes. solve this. Yes. 
There's only one person I know that can repair marriages. There's only one person that can give you a reason for living. There's only one person who can cause the heart of man to change. There's only one person who can cure racism. There's only one person who can cure classism. There's only one person who can bring people together. And his name, hallelujah. I want somebody in this house. Come on, church city. Come on, church city. There's only one person that can do this. And his name, hallelujah. It is not no other name, hallelujah, given to man by which men can be saved. His name is Jesus. And I said, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I said, you know, I said, Lord, I like this convenience of coming down to the living room and having church. I ain't going to lie to none of y'all. I know y'all ex- was excited coming back to church this morning. I, I was saying to myself, you done messed up. You done messed your whole life. You had a good thing going. You went on to your living room. And- y'all was seeing my, my, my socks. Y'all was seeing my socks for real. I ain't had shoes on in the house. I said, you, and then I said, you know, I'm leaving the house. I'm like, I, the time I had to wake up. And I said, what in the world? This ain't a godly time. Jesus was awake at 10 o'clock. I started thinking I'm, mess, I'm, I'm messing up here. And I started thinking, you know, the, of the comforts, especially when the weather changed. I mean, for me, I would just come on preach. I'd tell them, share. They share. They don't share. It ain't what it is. What it is. I'm, trying, I'm trying to push, Lord. Soon I log off on a nice day like today. I'd barbecue, pull out the grill. Oh, yeah, I barbecue. And as soon as it's like 50 degrees, I start barbecuing. Ain't, there, ain't no, there ain't no rules to that. And I started thinking of how convenient it was. And I started watching and saying, no. Zoom ain't what's up. You can't worship like that. I mean, you can, but no. And I said, no, Lord. So many things happening. And the one place that's silent is the church of Jesus Christ. I'm going back. And I'm coming back to rebuild. And to fix and to take back all the enemy is stolen. I wonder if I got anybody that is in this house that is watching online that got some oil left in them that said, you know what, Satan? I've had enough. You done took my family member. Well, he ain't took nobody. My cousin was saved and went home to be with the Lord. I trust Jesus. But you tried to use my my moments of hurt to hurt me. You tried to divide my church politically. Yo, come on, y'all ain't gonna say nothing to me. You tried to make us get caught up in their tribal wars. You tried to divide us. You tried to infiltrate and make us be silent. But if it's one thing the church of God will never do, is be silent about their redeemer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You see, we are uh, cut from the cloth of the three Hebrew boys. We ain't scared of nothing. Hallelujah. 
If you want to throw us in some fire, go ahead and throw us in some fire. But we're going to tell you this. Our God is more than able to deliver from whatever. Bring a virus, God is able. Bring turmoil, God is able. Throw whatever you can, God is able. And we want to go a step further. And if he chooses not to deliver us, here's the catch. We still ain't going to bow. Because the God outside the fire is the God inside the fire. I don't know who I'm talking to, but somebody been through some fire and you saw God's hands. Because I don't want to make it sound like all of us have just been through turmoil. Some people God blessed this year. Some people's whole life has changed because of twins. Oh, God. Oh, God. Hallelujah. Let me tell you something. Savannah, give me your mic. Hallelujah. Give me your mic. Give me your mic. Give me your mic. Hallelujah. Give me your mic. Hallelujah. CDC guideline. That's my daughter. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. We switching. We switching. We, some people's whole life has changed. Hallelujah. Everybody didn't go through. We, yeah, we all went through tough times. But the Lord done turned somebody's life around that you know you are in a new trajectory right now. You found, hallelujah, in this season who God is. You were drawn closer. Things got clearer. When we started last year, we said 2020 is the year of clear vision. Then when the pandemic hit, they said the preachers was off. They, 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 they don't know what they're talking about because nobody saw this coming. We didn't say that we have to see what's coming. We just knew that God was going to clear up somebody's vision. And he uses whatever he wants to use. He uses a pandemic. He uses tragedies to bring triumph. He uses things that were meant to make you a victim to turn you around into a victor. That is the God we serve. Somebody is seeing their life much better today as a result of 2020. Hallelujah. And he's put you in some comfortable spots. But it's time to go back. And when this man decided to go back, he went before the king. He went before the king. Nehemiah went before the king and he said, you know what, Lord? I'm going to pray that you give this man the heart to allow me to go back. Mm-hmm. And so he went and he was looking sad. His heart was really broken for the church, for the place where God desires to meet with his people. His heart was broken. Does your heart break for the things that breaks God's heart? Or are we so concerned about only what we want him to do for us? Come on, come on. I hope y'all been praying for the church of Jesus Christ. Because the enemy would love nothing more than to curse the church of God. And he knows he can't curse what God has blessed. So you know what he tries to do? He tries to get us to bring a curse upon ourselves. Let me tell you something. And this man said, I'm going to go. But his heart was broken. And the king saw his face. The king said, what's wrong with you? That man came. He know he could die from even this request. He said, King, live forever. The city where my ancestors are buried lays in ruins. And how can I be here living a great life when what God says I will build 
is laying in trouble. And he says, King, I just want permission to go back. And watch what happens. The king not only gives him permission to go back, the king said, tell me what you need. Y'all ain't not hear what I'm saying in the place. The king said, tell me what do you need. Now, at that point, this is why I know I couldn't be Nehemiah. I'd be like, hold on. This is my chance to make a run. I don't got to deal with Jerusalem nor you. And you going to give me a bag to do it? And he requested all of the materials to go build the city. And he requested a pass that anybody who sees him won't touch him because Artaxerxes says you touch him. The Persian Empire and 300 coming for you. Do do y'all follow? What's going on? My mic is too low. This mic, we good. I should jump back on this. We're getting it right. This my shouting mic. <laughs> when I get hype, I'm going to pick this one up. We back. <laughs> so he said, King, I, I need all the materials. The king gave him all the materials. He went, and when he got there, let me tell you, there ain't people too happy to see when God is bringing you back to a place that concerns his will. And this is what the Bible said happened. They got so mad that when he got there, there were, there were a couple of men, mm-hmm. two of them in particular, one named Sanballat and the other one Tobiah. And Sanballat and Tobiah were tight from the minute they got there. First thing they did was mock the, the men of God. The second thing they did, hallelujah, hallelujah, is they begun to ridicule that what they're building can't work. And no matter what they did, no matter what they did, they could not, they could not, hallelujah, somebody help me, somebody help me, help me, amen. They could not, hallelujah, no matter what they did, they could not stop this man from building. And so what he did was he told the men, he said, come together, we gonna, he ain't tell them at first what we going to do. But his plan was to build this, the walls of the city back. So as he gathered them together, he began to overhear that these other guys yeah. were planning an attack. Mm-hmm. And they knew there were parts, amen, yeah. hallelujah, uh, of the walls that were breached. Mm-hmm. And they couldn't, hallelujah, uh, 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 leave those parts alone. Because the men, they were coming every day to fix the wall. Okay. And they would go back home. All right. And whenever they returned home, they would hear the enemies coming to kill y'all. And so he said, you know what we're going to do? We're going to figure this out. Right. And I like what he did with these men, and I like the attitude of these men. Mm-hmm. These men were focused on building back the walls. Right. They were focused on, and the only way we are going to change this nation and change our world is when the church of Jesus Christ get focused on building the church. Amen. Not building a Democratic Party. Not building a Republican Party. Right. Not building the Dan South Club Party. Right. Not, <laughs> not building a watch party. Uh-huh. Not building a, 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 a tea party. What, a, what, a, what, a, what kind of party they got? 
But when we get back to preaching the gospel, and let me tell you this. This is what he said. He said, okay, they, they want to attack us. Here's what we're going to do. He gave everybody weapons. He said, here's what you're going to do. You're going to work with weapons in one hand and your hammer in the other. <laughs> let me tell you something about believers. We build with one hand, but we're ready to slice a devil with the other. The word in one hand and prayer in the other. We build with the word and with our prayer, we command devils and demons. Y'all understand what I'm saying? And so they had, that's how they function. And the Bible said, even when they went to get water, what that means is even when they went to shower, dudes had a weapon with them. Dudes was putting the ratchet, the Glock, the sword. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Wrong sermon. Wrong sermon. Wrong sermon. Brooklyn in the house. Hallelujah. But Brooklyn different now. Brooklyn's H&M Brooklyn. Um, but, but I love you, Brooklyn. I love you, Brooklyn. I love y'all. Don't, don't go nowhere, Brooklyn. Brother Vince, don't go. I'm from Queens. No, 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 but they, they, they went, everywhere they went, they had their weapon with them. If you are a believer, you can't afford to ever put your weapon down. You can't. Let me tell you something. At the moment you least expect is when the enemy is trying to come straight through that wall. And a lot of us, we are where we are in life. And I'm I'm being serious now. A lot of us are where we are because we put our weapons down. We put put the things that God has given us to defend ourselves with down. We put our Bible down. We put the word of God down. We have let the world tell us when and where to pick up the word. When it's acceptable for you to quote God's word. Listen, you might tell me in the job and and workplace or wherever I go that I can't quote it out loud because you're going to fire me. But you can't stop me from saying it under my breath. You can't stop me from thinking it. You can't. And for sure, you can't stop me from believing it. You can say whatever you want, set whatever regulations you want, but you ain't never, ever going to stop me from believing what God's word says. And you got to live like that. Do your work. Build your life with one hand. Come on, somebody. Go do everything God has called you to do. If he's called you to be a businessman, go build your business. If he's called you to be a teacher, be the best one. If he's called you to be whatever. But while you building, you let the enemy know that when you look over on this side, if you only try, if you only try me today, I got a weapon so powerful. And they would. And and, and Nehemiah said, y'all don't even go home. Y'all sleep here. We're going to work in shifts. And the Bible said he put trumpeters to watch. And wherever the trumpet would blow, that's where they would all run to. So they let, they let every nation know that no matter what you do, you ain't stopping this. We building this. And, and here comes Sanballat and Tobiah. First they mocked them. Let me tell you something. People will mock you when you are doing something for God. They will mock you. And what that does is they try to, what mocking does. When, and here's what you can't, you know, in life you just can't, and I got to say this carefully. You just got to get to a place where you don't care. Yeah. I don't care. Yeah. No, seriously, because a lot of the people that we care about what they think, you care, you care about what people will say about your life. Make sure the person you care about what they say about your life has enough money to change your life for you. Now, that doesn't mean you become selfish and don't care. If your decisions are affecting people, 
you must make decisions that doesn't hurt. Mm -hmm. But I'm talking about people who mean you no good. Mm -hmm. You're worried about what they think. Mm -hmm. You're worried about strangers. Mm -hmm. You're worried about people's perception. And, and what mocking does. When people come and they try to belittle the things that you're doing. When people look at you and say, you're not on such and such level. You're not, you're not as big as such. A, you know how people try to tell me that? I'm like, I don't care which rapper you put in front of my face. Put him in a room, see if I don't bar him to death. Y'all sleep on me because I be singing a little bit. Tell him, Sister Carly. Gotta get Sister Carly the mic. Let me tell y'all, people be sleeping on you. People will come and they will mock what you're doing for God. They don't ever mock what people are doing in the world. They always want to mock, with, and, and you know, you know, you know, unfortunately, it's always our own that's mocking our own. We will go and, and, and tweet about the Grammys and talk about all these other stuff, but anytime your own Christian brother's trying to do something, what they think they're doing? They're doing something for the Lord. They, they, they love Jesus. The end result will be God will be glorified. And they, what mocking the intention is, is to make you second guess what God is doing in your life. Listen, second guess everything about yourself, but never second guess what God says about you. Y'all ain't get that. Y'all ain't get that. If God says you shall be the head and not the tail, second guess everything else. But that right there, I'm going to be the head and not the tail. If God says if I be for you, I am more than that is coming against you. Second guess everything that's coming against you. But never second. You plus God is more than anything that will ever come against you. Mocking. And then when they couldn't mock them, they mocked the work. They said, look. The wall y'all built, if a fox jump on it, it'll fall. Like, they jokes were so corny. I'd be like, bro, come on, bro, come on. Even I know a fox could jump on this little bricky brick I got here. Come on, bro. That's what they begun to tell people. They said, if a fox jump on the wall y'all building, it's going to collapse. When they can't make you second guess yourself, they'll make you second guess what God is doing in your life. They'll make you second guess Church City. They'll make you second guess the thing you're building. They'll make you second guess everything about yourself. They'll make you second guess your product. They'll make you second guess your dreams. They'll make, come on. They'll make you, there are people, they are haters, they are haters, hallelujah, who will make you second guess everything about, let me tell you, y'all looking at somebody who for a long time, you, 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 you know, you know, I'm just going to be a little transparent here. I had to stop and realize that I was dealing with more haters than I was looking at what God was doing. Because sometimes them haters voice can get so loud that you don't, you, you stand in front of a studio mic, you don't even want to do it. You come out, you don't even want to come to church. You don't even want to do anything no more. You don't want to write no more. You don't want to do nothing with your life no more because they done talked about you so much that you second guessed yourself and you second guessed your product and they don't are. And the reason they're doing it is the crazy thing. The reason they're doing it is because they know that if you ever get, oh my gosh, if you ever did that, Nehemiah was so focused. That he never un uh, answered them. And when they couldn't do that, they tried the last. Here was the last resort. 
They said, come, let's meet with you and build together and plot together. And this is where my scripture picks up. Look at this. Put up Nehemiah chapter 6, verse number 1. Put it up on the screen. I done preached all of that without a scripture. We on the screen, right? When, when word came to Sanballat and Tobiah and Geshem, the Arab, and the rest of our enemies, that I had rebuilt the wall and not a gap was left in it. Oh, hallelujah. Though up to that time I had not set the doors and the gates. Go on. Sanballat and Geshem sent me this message. Come, let us meet together in one of the village on the plain of Ono. And that's exactly what you got to tell the enemy. Oh, no. <laughs> Hallelujah. Come on. See, sometimes the Bible tells you the answer. Come on. Somebody shout, oh, no. Oh, no. That's where you want to meet, and that's the right name. Hallelujah. But they were scheming to harm him. Sometimes when they can't get you to second guess yourself, they'll come like friends. But their intention is to harm you. That's why you can't meet with everybody. Some people you meet in friendly land. But some people you tell them schedule your appointment in oh no. Hallelujah. Because we ain't having no meeting. Somebody need to tell somebody today. You watching online, you need to tell somebody, no, no, no. Meet me in oh no. Because I ain't having it today. And look, look, they were scheming to harm him, right? And look at what verse 3 says. So I sent messengers to them and this, uh, uh, with this reply. I am carrying on a great project. Sometimes you got to tell the devil, what I'm doing is too big to have a meeting with you right now. What I, <laughs> I can't be on Facebook today because what I got to do is too big to be scrolling my life away. I can't be on Instagram. I can't answer every phone call. I saw something today. I said, I'm going to put that on the t-shirt. My life got better when I stopped answering my phone. Hallelujah. <laughs> uh, my life got better when I stopped scrolling. Hallelujah. My life got better. I don't got a witness in this house. My life got better when I stopped looking at everybody that wants to meet with me in the land of Ono oh to harm me. And I said, no, nah, what I got over here is too great. Yes. And look at this. Look at this. He said, I'm carrying on a great project, and I can't go down. Stop for what? Right. Stop for what is it that you want to talk about that is greater than the, anything that is stopping you from doing what God has called you to, to do? You got to tell it now. I ain't got time for that. Yeah. I, got, I remember a preacher said this. He said when he answered his phone, he got so busy with the, the, the work of the Lord that he used to pick up the phone and answer it like this, Sister Sherry. I'm giving you five minutes of my life. That immediately puts things in perspective. Because right. if you calling me on the other end to just, I just call, man. <laughs> That's five minutes of I just call, man. Now, I'm not saying you can't have lounge time and all of that. But you just can't give your time away to everybody. Especially when they want to harm you. Especially that time. It, do you know it just takes five minutes of a conversation to plant a seed that can bring your whole day down? There are days that I'm on cloud nine. I'm like, whoo. Like Rocky, I'm actually yes. exercise today. Yes. And somebody tell me one thing, I'd be like, I sit there and I'm eating mad Popeyes. <laughs> they didn't mess my whole life. That never happened to nobody. One word. Has that somebody ever come in? I remember one of my one of my biggest songs that catapulted my ministry, a song called Flip the Channel. I recorded the song. I'm like, yo, I wrote the song driving over the bridge from the Bronx. We were we were by Demos. And driving, coming from Demos for the Demos, amen. Brother Demos used to do all these outreach, and I'm driving, coming back from Demos, and I'm like, flip the channel, Jesus, they'll say, that type of, whoa! I went in the studio, I recorded it, right? Uh, 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 my man Jimmy 
Hendricks and gave me a bunch of oh, beats. Yeah. You remember that? And Jimmy, 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 bless the Lord. Yeah. Jimmy's my guy. Yeah. And we did, we, we did the song, and I invited a friend in. I said, yo, I want you to hear this joint. Well, he said, it's okay. I agree. <laughs> Let me tell you, yeah. he put my spirit so down mm-hmm. that I was getting. Re- I, I I didn't I didn't want to put the song out. <laughs> that song. Let me tell you. Let me tell you. That song went so many places mm-hmm. to the point where Pastor Hezekiah Walker heard it and loved it mm-hmm. and begun to play. Y'all remember there was a time when Hez first started doing radio. Every day Hezekiah would play the song. Never met me, and he would get on the radio and say. Tell this brother Richie Righteous, Pastor Hez is looking for him. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. And my mother was the one, because mom don't listen to no hip-hop. She had a friend at the job say, ain't your son Richie Righteous? Yeah. Well, Pastor Hez talking about And then my, my mom called me, you know Pastor Hez looking for you? I said, when I was rapping, you ain't never paid no mind to me, mom. All of a sudden, now important. And, and listen, I went to meet Pastor Hez, and oh, hallelujah, we're going to keep that quiet. Amen. And, 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 and God is good. Hallelujah. I just want, we're going to keep that quiet. <laughs> and, 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 and the song went from there to where American Bible Society came and said, we want to do a project called Elements of Life. And they printed up, I don't even know, 75,000, 100,000 of the actual song and sent the records to everywhere in the world. Over 100,000 people got that song in one shot. I never paid for the production of it or nothing of it. It went everywhere. And I could have never put that song out. You know how many people God has opened my ministry, birthed bookstores, everywhere I've begun. God begun to do things in my life just because of that one song. And when it was recorded, a guy looked at me and said, it's okay. Yeah. I like, I heard better. Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody better than me, bro. See, my, I didn't have this attitude back then. Back then, I'd been like, bro, you, you should be happy I'm around you. <laughs> Y'all pray for me. Pray for me. I've been listening to Kanye a lot. Hallelujah. <laughs> should be glad I even wrote a song for y'all. <laughs> No, but the wounds are real. And these men said, let's meet with you. Look, look, look. He said, I'm doing too much of a great work to even entertain y'all. So I sent messages and said, I'm carrying on a great project and I'm, I cannot come down. Why should I leave the work? Why should the work stop while I leave and go down to you? Why should the work stop? Why should the church stop? Because... Of political unrest. Because let me tell you, I'm I'm, going to give it to y'all straight. If there's one thing America know how to do, it's to weaponize something. And why should the work of God stop when y'all are playing games out here? Y'all weaponizing things and confusing people and, and doing stuff and moving agendas. Why should the church of Jesus Christ stop? Why should God stop working in your life? Why should God stop moving in your life? Why? Come on, somebody say, why should I stop? Why should I stop? You need to tell the devil, I just got, st-. and that's, that's really what Nehemiah was saying. Brother, I just got started because, let, let me read the rest of this so I can go into it. Closing this out. Oh, gosh. Hallelujah. Go to four. Go to four. Four times they sent me the same message. And each time I gave them the same answer. 
Look at this. And then the fifth time Sanballat said his aid to me in the same message and in his hand was an unsealed letter. And look at the letter in which was written, it is reported among the nations and Geshem says it is true that you and the Jews are plotting to revolt and therefore you are building the wall. Moreover, according to these reports, you are about to become their king. Now, now, see, I don't got a lot of time left and I'm going to let y'all go. This is what you call fake news. They, the man never had this intention. He never decided to be king. He never decided to do anything. What they're telling him is that we're about to tell people this is what you're doing. So you need to come down here because we're about to spread this about you. And you know, once we spread this, it's going to be some problems. Go on. Go on. Go on. And have appointed prophets to make this proclamation about you in Jerusalem. There is a king in Judah. Now this report will get back to the king. And he's going to know you are plotting to come against him. So come, let us meet together. So they tried mocking. They tried ridiculing what he's got going on. They tried meeting as friends. And now they're trying to say, bro, if you don't come down, we're threatening you. We're going to take everything you got. That ain't, if that ain't the devil, I don't know what is. But I want you all to take a page out of Nehemiah's book. Look what he said. Uh, go on. Verse 8. He sent him this reply. Nothing like what you're saying is happening. It's fake news. Now, I know we don't like to use that term because the guy that popularized it, we're not supposed to like and all that stuff, but it's fake news. He said, that ain't happening. It. He said, nothing like what you're saying is happening. You are just making it up out of your head. Go on. <laughs> they were all trying to frighten us, thinking their hands will get too weak. The threat will cause them to quit and it will not be completed. But I prayed. Nehemiah said, hold on, hold on. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He said, I prayed. Now, sometimes you have the luxury of praying for two hours. Because you, you know, you want to get some extra strength. You know what I'm talking about? And sometimes you have the luxury of having a grand uh, amount of things happening where you can say a nice, decent prayer. Our auspicious God in heaven, would you open up heaven and begin to do such and such? For but there are times when the enemy is coming hard. Hallelujah. And in that moment, I want you to know God don't need a million words. God, hallelujah. God just need a heart that is focused. My man Nehemiah got people working in one hand with a weapon in one hand. He's building walls. He's building back the city. They on the outside begun to see the city is looking good again. Jerusalem is looking beautiful. The temple is being rebuilt. And so they said threaten him. Tell him we gonna make the king come against him. And the Bible says he said y'all lying about me. But I prayed and his prayer was quick and swift and short. He said, Lord, strengthen my hands. I want you to know that's all you need to say. Hallelujah. Lord, give me strength. And the Lord will anoint you. And the Lord will give you exactly what you need. And the Lord, hallelujah, will pour his power on your life so that you can complete the task. <laughs> 
And this is what really Nehemiah was trying to tell them because he didn't even have time to answer them. You see, in the next chapters to come, Ezra came back, the temple was rebuilt, and the Bible says that people from everywhere that was scattered and gone from the house begun to return. Now, I don't know what you heard, but these doors will be open again. I read the Bible. It doesn't end. Hallelujah. Y'all ain't hearing what I'm saying. A virus does not end this. Hallelujah. These doors will be open. Men and women from everywhere will return into this house. These altars will be flooded. We're going to outgrow this space. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me. And listen, and he's not just going to do it for the house. He's going to do it because he needs you to be blessed so it can be done in the house. God is going to do something mighty in your life. I don't care what the enemy told you last year. God is going to turn. Y'all ain't saying nothing to me in this place. Hallelujah. God is going to bless you. God is going to bless you bless you bless you and the bible says nehemiah said people from read it read it it's one of the most boring chapter because all the chapter tell you is about who returned Twenty thousand from here ten thousand from here but the numbers started adding up hallelujah and they started coming back and the bible says that what ezra came to do was open up the scroll and he sat all the people down that returned and all he did was read scriptures and as he read the word of god people begun to hear who God is again this is why his heart broke and they begun to shout hallelujah and they begun to shout praise the Lord and the city was restored tell your neighbor I'm going back hallelujah if you a believer God didn't save you for your own kingdom and God ain't brought you into comfort so that you could have the choice of watching his kingdom in ruin we're kingdom builders tell somebody I'm a kingdom builder I'm a kingdom builder. I'm a kingdom builder. Three days later, he got up. Hallelujah. We're getting ready to go into the resurrection season. Oh, my gosh. I got a belief that the reason the pandemic hit around this season last year was because death was about to try to reign. But God wanted to remind you who he is. I am the resurrection and the life. It don't matter how dead the thing is. It don't matter if the walls are breached. It don't matter what's going on. We serve a God who can resurrect. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Play with me, Carly. Play, 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 play. Play something soft back there. Hallelujah. I didn't have this luxury at home. Look at me. You in this house and you watching on this camera. Go back. Listen, there's so much in that. That that whole Nehemiah story, there was a part in there where he told them, he said, men, fight. Fight for your families. Fight for your sons fight for your daughters don't let the enemy stop what God wants to do in your family's life don't let the enemy stop what God wants to do some of your churches some of you pastors watching your churches was on fire and the pandemic then came and threatened and said you will never be nothing again and struggled to pay bills churches were closed down uh-uh. you know the building might be closed but you ain't dead go back find another building find some place but this gospel must be preached did y'all hear what i'm saying in this place some of your families went through a lot but i'm telling you today hallelujah get back to prayer get back to reading get back your joy get back your reason for living get back your hope today and you watching me get back everything the enemy has stolen 
want you to know today that the God we serve is able to restore and the first thing you want to do is if you've never asked Jesus into your life you want to ask him to come into your heart would y'all pray with me say father God I ask you to come into my heart and be the Lord of my life I thank you that you died on the cross for my sins and that you're coming again and from today I'm your child forgive me of every sin I give my life to you in Jesus name Amen. Watching once again, we pray blessings on you and your family. And we're doing a tremendous work here in New York City. We believe the Lord has called us here. It cost us. We are grateful for everyone that sows into our ministry. And if you're watching and you feel led to sow, you can go to churchcityusa.com. You can sow into our ministry. Hey, listen, every bit help. It doesn't matter how big or small. We bless God for you. And uh, we love you. And we want to continue to do the work of the ministry. Thank you. This is your boy, and I'm out.